it's not your fault. It really isn't. The truth is no one is taught how to do sales. It's not something that we learn in any of our schooling. It's never taught. And then I just posted a call for a group of coaches. They were becoming certified. And I was like, who here was taught how to sell in all of the things you've ever learned how to do to deliver your services? No one. So just first and foremost, we're not taught. So you're going into it usually blind. But if you are taught about sales, the example that you get, and I must credit Amber for this because she came up with it, is the PMS method. Pale male and stale. (laughs) Isn't that good? Oh, it's good. (laughs) But what you need to understand is this is this old patriarchal way to use coercion, persuasion, and pressure to create a sale. It is actually the least effective way to sell. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat today because we are bringing on someone super special and close to my heart. I talk about her a lot if you're in my Juicy Brand On Demand program. They are also going to get an amazing bonus training from her coming up, but I digress. I want to welcome Laura Wright to the Juicy CEO podcast. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this queen, okay? So... (laughs) Laura Wright is a published author, speaker, growth strategist, master sales coach, and co-founder of The Sold Sisters. She has closed a cool 43 million plus over the last 20 years, and she's the founder of Epic at Sales. But for a time, Laura's life was anything epic. We have all been there, right, at some point in time. Okay, guys? So after her real estate company crashed and burned in 2008, Laura found herself in over $500,000 in debt and doubting her ability to rise back up from this setback until she remembered two of her greatest gifts. I would have to argue she has many gifts, but two of her greatest gifts, one being the power to see the potential in any situation and the ability to close just about any sale with love. And you will find out she is all the love all the time. That's why I love her. So a few years later, Laura has made a name for herself in the coaching industry as the go-to sales ninja for service-based women in business, helping her clients scale to six figures within months and present company included, and cross seven figures in record time. I want you to meet my coach and one of the key people who have made my business what it is today. Welcome, Laura Wright. Thank you. I'm clapping for you, Monique. I am insanely grateful to be here. I love your energy. I love the people that you connect with. I can't wait for us to dive in and talk about all the goodness because 
you're right. I do see potential. I like to help people go for what they actually desire. And I want to do that today on our call. So thank you for letting me be here. Oh, you are more than welcome. This has been long time coming. Mm -hmm. And let me just tell you a little bit about why I like Laura so much. Okay, so here's the thing. Laura is amazing at what she does. She is smart. She is savvy. She has all of the receipts to back up what she does. However, what really like has me continuously be in her programs and continuously hire her back as my coach when I'm like, okay, I'm done. I got this. I'm gone now. And I'm like, no, I need her in my life is the fact that she has one amazing customer service. Mm -hmm. She handles every client with grace and space and class. Now, I because I'm in her group programs as well, I get to see that she does that not just with me, but she does this with others. And that is a huge, for me, that's a big skill set that I don't know. We need to first start. I really want to start there, like how you have so much grace and space, no matter how the client shows up, no matter how they show up, because the how you make people feel is what has us come back. That's how I feel. So I would love if we start there and you tell me, like, where does that come from? How do you get, like, I get it from you. So where did you get it from? That's so funny. It's I, I love this question because like we were having a moment the other day with our kiddo who's 10, who didn't have any homework last year and this year has homework and he was starting to have a meltdown. And I just calmed myself down to help him stay calm. And so I think I was, the way that I was raised, I stepped into people pleaser mode. And I think what that usually turns people into is bad boundary, letting people trample them. But my people pleaser mode, because I am such a leader and I want to go forward faster, I bring it without it hurting me. And so Mm. I know the other thing is this, I am ruthless in who we work with. And here's what I mean by that. I have to believe in you and love you. And when I believe in you and your mission as much, probably more than you do, And when I have like that deep soul, I actually like, I have a rule. I want to eat dinner with you. I'm starting to like adjust that to be even like tighter. When those things are in place, I get it. I know what's happening for you. I literally had one of my private clients reach out yesterday and we got on a call and she was squirrely and scrambling and freaking out and lovely and delightful, but I could feel her stress. And so I knew what my role was, was to help her be in a calm space so she could actually absorb what we were saying. What I also was taught quite a few years back, and I remember I had this one client who was, she was quite frankly, just bitching about everyone in her world. And I stopped her and I said something, and this is kind of what I live by. It's not good that they have these problems. Like I'm not like, yay, my clients have a problem. But here's the thing. What's your role? Like my clients need me. Our clients need us. And when they are in need, it's our job to support them. And in fact, if my clients didn't need me, I wouldn't have a role with them. So I also can separate out someone's emotional distress from what is truth. And so I've never had a client who like, they've all been respectful to me, but I can tell when somebody is freaking out and it's not real. So I can help them calm down because I don't go to a place of thinking, "Uh Oh, did I screw up or what's wrong or it's bad or I can't fix it. I say, my role is to help you be soothed so that you can take inspired action and get what you desire. 
Guys, like, hello. This is why she's my coach. I'm like taking this in and I'm like, we should just like, this should just be a coaching session for Monique. Um, and you guys are just, you guys are just going to be able to listen in because that is so that that's experience. That's experience right there because I feel that's probably what, I mean, there's no accident that I am one of your clients, right? Like I feel the same when I think of like my clients, like I have to really believe in what they do. I have to want it as bad as you want it. Like I feel your business is my business. Like we are in this together, you know, however, that second piece that you have the soothe and then move to inspired action and not having it be anything about you being able to separate it. That's a piece I'm still learning. That is definitely, I do feel like a personal failing if Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't fix this or I don't know what to do. And that's why coaches have coaches. I go Mm -hmm. to you when I can't figure it out for my client. So We'll have to talk about it on another call. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do we get past that separating the who we are with with the client? And I know you talk a lot about mindset work, right? Mm-hmm. Like mindset mastery for selling hot ticket. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that because for me, high ticket is the name of the game. Yeah. And you know what it really is? It's about radical personal responsibility. Like I know what my responsibility is in a client relationship. And I know what my client's responsibility is in a client relationship. And I'm going to give you an example. I have a lot of the women in our world work together. Like that's one of the mm-hmm. things that's really important to me is I love creating an economy where we buy and sell. And so I am, I have been put in situations and I was in one recently where one client was working with another client and they were having trouble. And they weren't having trouble with each other. It was a results moment. And so I helped them remind that. But the other thing I said to both of them separately, and I gave them the same exact advice, which was radical personal responsibility. Have you done your best? Have you been truthful, honest, clear? Are you owning your side? Her side's her side, your side's your side. When you both are at that place, everything starts to work. And what was interesting is I watched both of them surprise, have the next conversation and then come back to me and be like, Oh my God, you're right. She's, and I was like, cause they didn't know necessarily that I was talking to both of them, but I do that for their both benefit. But the truth of the matter is I know what I can do. I used to be like the hired gun salesperson and I would go in and I would like drag people over the threshold and try to hold them up to the standards that they weren't able to hold up to, or to do actions they weren't available to do just because I could sell to them. And what I've learned is that you have to own your side and do your best. And then the other person has to own their side. And the best way I can describe it is this. I had this client quite a few years back and she came to me and she wanted to do a million dollar launch. And that was really, really important to her. But that's not what she said to me. She said, I want to help all these people. And I could tell that wasn't her real goal. And that's okay. It's okay to want a million dollars and not be in the zone of like, I want to help everybody. It's okay. What I want you to hear is that it has to be clear and true. And I could tell that her launch was not going to work. So when I got there, I could have gone into working with her and taking the side of like, oh my God, this is going to fail. What do I have to do? And I could have overstepped boundaries and taken all the like the loss onto me. What I didn't said was this. I did everything I could possibly do to explain to her what to change to get a different outcome in her launch because I could see what was not going to work. She didn't listen to me, but I voiced my opinion I gave her different options. I was available for her as she went through it. But I did also do one tiny thing 
that made me feel really good. I knew this wasn't going to work. So I gave her a little other thing to sell that was really easy for her. And I said, Hey, can you just go sell this real quick while we're still planning for the launch? And she ended up making the amount of money she wanted to make. But I knew she was really resistant to not doing it any different way. The really good news portion is after we went through it and she had the experience of the launch not working, she all of a sudden could look back and she was like, now I understand what you were saying. Here's why I tell this story. She had to go through the bad launch. I couldn't Mm -hmm. actually rob her of this experience. It's what I said to my other client when she was struggling with her client. I said, look, one of the things that might be showing up right now is this woman may need to have a struggle to get her to the next level of her life. You have done everything you possibly can. She owns her side of it. You have to be okay with your clients getting the result they actually need versus what they desire. I love that. And so many, I'm like thinking of my clients. It's so true because I get like, sometimes I get like upset and I'm like, well, I don't understand why I'm here if you're not going to listen to me. But what I realized is like you were saying, I had to learn some of my lessons because I had to learn them. Otherwise, I wouldn't really know how to feel it in my body when something was off the next time. So I love that you share that you shared that. That is a really good all the coaches listening, a lot of the people on here have clients like this. They have to go through their own struggle. So mm-hmm. I want to take I want to talk a little bit about then your struggle from the beginning <laughs> when we take us back a little bit because I we had been on our own call and you had shared some of the things that had like your some of your life and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't know any of these things." <laughs> not that I should. I mean, your coach doesn't hear, sit there and tell you your whole life story. She's not as vocal as I am, guys, here online. <laughs> but I thought that was so incredible because there's so many people, especially right now, who are reinventing themselves, mm-hmm. starting something newly, right? So I would love if you shared like what your like how you overcame and bounced back mm-hmm. and like any advice you would give to like the people who are, are who are starting over because we yeah. even when we're starting a new project or even a new offer or taking our business to a new level president company included there's a starting over and it's hard and it's scary mm-hmm. it is and it's funny because i'm actually doing it right now as we're talking like i've created a new business partnership yes. with with you know a woman who i've been unofficially partnered with for about six years in the last year and a half, we were really doing things together in June, we built a new business together. And we had a moment of very frank conversation <laughs> last week or the week before. And she's like, Laura, you need to remember this is still a startup. And I went, Oh, that's right. Sometimes yeah. you forget when you created things that maybe if something's new, it is new, and it needs different energy or different attention. But here's Here's the how I rebound so well. I remember quite a few years back, right before I wrote my book, I was saying something to my husband about like how many times I have failed and fallen down. And I was Mm. feeling it because I was like in the down moment. And I was like, this problem and this thing. And I wasn't even like in a wallowing place. It was more like a reflective, like falling down a few times because I'm I'm willing to try, which means I'm willing to fail. And sometimes what feels like failure shows up. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, we've been together for 20 years. Do you remember the real estate business? Do you remember when I did? Like, I listen to things. He's like, that's not what I see. You know what I see is every single time you rose up. And when he helped me reframe and see that, I suddenly did see it from a different perspective. So this is what I go into everything with is seeing my resiliency, my ability to rise 
What I also know is this, what we're most afraid of is finality of failure. For some people it's Mm. dying. For me, it was always the like, my husband's going to leave me. I'm going to be dead on the streets and homeless. Like the crazy bitch inside, you know, her. <laughs> I'm, that- like, I'm so happy you're sharing this because I feel like I had this exact, literally the same thing. Mm-hmm. But the difference was I was wallowing a little bit and I was like wrapped up in a blanket on the floor being like, <laughs> and this happened. And then I did that. And remember when that didn't work and he said mm-hmm. the same thing to me, mm-hmm. you know, it's that's when you know you got a good partner by your side. Mm-hmm. They see it. They see what is true. And this leads me to like how I'm able to rise up is that my circle, my few that I talk to, they've been down that path too. One of the reasons Amber and Annette, who's my business partner, one of the things we absolutely adore about working together is we've learned we never go down at the same time. And it's Mm. delightful. And thank God that happens because anytime I feel a dip, I can reach out to her and she's usually up. Anytime she's feeling a dip, I'm usually up. We've just never had a circumstance where we're not both in that zone. And also when you have people who can return you to yourself, like your partner, my partner, knowing like who the truth of you is, because Mm -hmm. here's what usually happens when you're starting over, when you're struggling or when you're in that spot, I don't understand why mainstream humans want to pile on. If you've ever had the throwing logs on the fire, fan in the flame, bring in extra gasoline. It's like, here's my struggle story. Oh my God, I'm struggling too. So the people I reach out to when I'm in a dip and I call it dip versus struggle on purpose are women who have been there before and they know how to say to me, it's okay. You can get to the other side. They do not pile on. In fact, I have a beloved colleague and friend who just did a really big launch and she reached out to me and she's like, I just need a moment to say that this was terrible. But what I really need from you is to remind me that it's going to get better. And I am restructuring. This was like an old thing she had to fulfill. It was, like she's already figured out the new plan. She's got all the new good things happening. She had to like fulfill something. And so I did that. I honored her. This fucking sucks. This is terrible. P.S. There's a little thing you could do because I always say possibility. Yep. I did. And I was yep. like, tell your sales team to go do this. I'm like, please make some more money. And then I reminded her, you've already created what is new. You already know how you're restructuring. You're just in the lag time. Keep going. So the circle you have around you is critical. And right now, my my circle is small. My Also, why my clients level. Like I got to love you. I got to know you. I got to believe you. You got to be like, it doesn't mean you don't have bad days, but my people overall are positive focused people. So I'm not having a hit from every direction with my clients. I don't have, not, not every, somebody's going to have a bad day, but not everybody's freaking out all the time. And that keeps me from freaking out. Oh, I love that. And I, and I, it just brings me back to like our coaching calls because that's me, right? I'll be freaking out and this will be happening and that will be happening. And there's this so much perspective from your side. And I just love that you can see the who I am when I'm in that mess, right? And that's so rare to find people who can do that for you. And I think that's why everybody needs a coach. But mm-hmm. I would love your opinion on, does everybody need a coach? Ooh. Oh, okay. Yes. The short answer is yes. The big answer is when, how much, who, and why. Mm. Okay. Yes, I know. Because there's this thing that's like, coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists, everybody needs everybody. And I don't just have a coach to have a coach. I have, here is a very specific goal that I want to create. And I'm looking for somebody who can help me 
level myself up to get to that goal. Or I have a very specific issue I want to overcome or a very specific thing I want to do. That's why I hire the person. I also know this holding the bigger vision for me. Sometimes that's come in themes where like I have a mentor I've worked with for a couple of years off and on. Every once in a while, I just buy a VIP day from her when I feel like I need that style of dial up. So that's Mm -hmm. what I want you to hear. I think the other really important thing is, is the coaching that you need. So sometimes like I have one of my uh, clients who's right now working with like a love coach because bringing Mm -hmm. a partner is really, really important to her life. So she needs that specifically for this time. And that's why she has that. I wouldn't tell her to have a love coach for the whole rest of her life because she might not need that. Mm, I know a few women I know who are going to be listening to this who need a love coach. I didn't know there Mm. were a love coach. I was like, there's love coaches. There's Okay. So PS, there's a coach for everything. And that's the other thing I want you to hear of like, you might not always need a business coach. You might not always need a life coach. What you want to ask yourself is, what do I need right now to be at high performance? And this is a really great example. One of my beloved clients, we've worked together for years. We're now great colleagues and friends. She has a fitness coach right now that is in in lieu of, instead of Mm -hmm. her business coach. And it's Mm -hmm. funny because you're like, why does that work? But the thing that she does is she likes to put herself in an uncomfortable position for growth. And she realized her physicality was where she needed to retrain her mindset, her brain, and her body. It is rippling out to business support because she's had so many years of like really strategic business coaching. So again, I just want everyone to hear, it's not one of those like pyramid schemes of like the guy, Mm. you have to have the have to have the have to have. I very specifically hire people as coaches for different things at different needs. Which I think Amber had a, a book coach for a little while mm-hmm. while I had a strategic coach for us for inside the business. Know what tool you need to hit your highest peaks. There is one little caveat that I will say. Please do not coach jump. Um, and here's what I mean by that. Mm. One of the reasons why our clients get such great results and you've had this experience Monique, with us working together. I know you and I know your patterns. What usually happens with which coaches, is scary in itself, people. <laughs> I know, but it's why it the only other person who knows of, them is Corey. He's the only other person. I, I would say this, but this goes back to the land of if you were off working with somebody else who didn't really know you, then your worry would show up, and it might seem like a unique and new thing. And they might give you a solve that either you've tried before or takes you off track. Mm. When someone understands your patterns, they can say to you, hey, we've been here before. Are you ready to stop doing this? You've been here before. Mm. Do you remember the last time we did this? You did X, Y, Z and it supported you. Let's do that again. Because that this is actually why you have coaches. It's to return yourself to yourself. That's the work that Amber and I both do. I can give you, I'm a brilliant business strategist. I can give you everything you possibly need to create whatever you desire. But what I really want is to you to return to yourself, to have your deepest self-knowledge, deepest self-trust, because with that, 
than anything we give you strategically, it will actually work. A hundred and ten percent. And this literally just happened with us this week when I was like talking about you were like, okay, Monique, you need to go because there was like a training that you that Amber had done inside mm-hmm. your soul the circle. And she was like, you were like, okay, go and watch this. And I went and I saw there were like 11 videos. And I was like, holy shit, there's no way I'm going to watch all these 11 videos. But because I felt comfortable to tell you that, whereas some people would just be like, I'll just pretend like I watched it and didn't. And I told you that you're like, Oh yes, you're, you're like a nine quick start. Okay. This is what I need you to do. And because you know that about me, it was handled in like the span of five minutes versus mm-hmm. this taking the next how much, like another month of me being like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> and I love, so I just love the speed of having you in my life as well. Just how mm-hmm. it moves things. So just past the roadblock so quickly, which is what mm-hmm. we need as business owners. Let's talk some more about the roadblocks. Let's talk about sales. Let's talk about the the elephant in the room that everybody wants to like know about, mm-hmm. but nobody ever wants to talk about. Like what I mm-hmm. fell in love with sales when I met you. Before that, I didn't know shit about sales. I didn't know there was a formula. I didn't know you could do it with grace. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know you could do it and feel good. Not just you feel good about it, but I've had so many clients say to me as a result of the training you give me and because my clients now are able to use your training inside my program, mm-hmm. just like, Oh my gosh, the, the person receiving the information was like, this was a great sales call. Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel pressure at all. This was fantastic. And they leave with so much grace. So I would love if you shared, like, there's a few things. I mean, there's so much you could share, but I would love to talk about like the sales piece, the dreaded sales mm-hmm. call, selling high ticket. Guys, mm-hmm. people are afraid of high ticket. It's like, come on. I'm going to tell you why you're dreading sales so that everyone can set this down. Number one. It's not your fault. It really isn't. The truth is no one is taught how to do sales. It's not something that we learn in any of our schooling. No, it's never taught. And then I just posted a call for a group of coaches. They were becoming certified. And I was like, who here was taught how to sell in all of the things you've ever learned how to do to deliver your services? No one. So just first and foremost, we're not taught. So you're going into it usually blind. But if you are taught about sales, the example that you get, and I must credit Amber for this because she came up with it, is the PMS method, pale, male, and stale. (laughs) Isn't that good? Oh, it's good. I can't wait to have both you guys on the show. We're going to have you and Amber together. I'm going to love it. This will be great. It will be a lot of energy. But what you need to understand is this is this old patriarchal way to use coercion, persuasion, and pressure to create a sale. It is actually the least effective way to sell. Do you Have you ever heard the concept of like, it's about the numbers? Mm-hmm. And what people are saying is like, dial for dollars. My very first, actually, it was my second corporate. I only ever had two corporate jobs. I left after four years. I couldn't do it. But my second corporate job, we would get a list of people who were potential prospects. And I remember I sat next to this like sweet gal and she would sit down every day at her desk and she would just dial and dial and dial. And her philosophy was there is no such thing as no, Hmm. just means not yet. And she would just harass, harangue, exhaust herself. She stayed late and everything. Me, I would show up late. It's not a good employee. Um, (laughs) Usually hungover because I was like 20. I would look at the list. I would, I now understand what I was doing at the time. I was just like, I'm like doing this. Who should I call? I was intuitively scanning the list and finding a connection. And then I would give them time, attention, energy, and I'd spend like 45 minutes or an hour with them and talk. I'd learn about their kids and their family and things that they were doing. 
And then they would buy these like twenty-five dollars to $75,000 things from us. And the difference between the two is I was creating connection and then made an invitation that matched their needs. She was doing dialing for dollars, coercion. I'm going to tell you about my product. Do you want it? So what I need everyone to understand is you just simply weren't taught. Or if you were taught, you were taught the male way. And if you want to know if this is correct, all you ever need to do is just go type in uh, sales trainings or business trainings. You will notice how many men's names show up. Now, I love my man. I love men and the patriarchal way using coercion doesn't serve them and it doesn't serve us. Mm -hmm. So what I teach and what I encourage everyone to do is to understand what is actually selling. So sales is about, you know, I have my five steps that I teach. It's about creating connection. Like, do we actually really like each other? What I think everyone thinks is sales is about making money, but I believe sales is about guiding someone to decision. Mm -hmm. And here's the best thing. You and I have had this conversation before. If you have ever taken on a misaligned client, and I, they might be lovely people, but they're the boundary breakers, don't want to pay, difficult, it's not a good match, misaligned clients. That one, if that had been a no, would have been the best thing for both of you. Mm-hmm. So I don't want you to use coercion techniques because sometimes a person can say yes and they shouldn't buy. I like to guide someone to know, are we a fit to work together? Am I a yes? Are you a yes? We're going to work together. If you feel like a yes, but I don't think we're a yes, we don't. I've been on sales calls with people and they're like halfway through, they're like, oh, this is like, we're in a sales conversation, but you don't even feel it when That's you can again, <laughs> I know, it's, but, you but, me. but here's the thing. Why does that show up? And I'll tell you why, because we are taught that sales is a thing. Like I actually had a call prior to the, if you're watching this live or if this is recorded, you'll know it then. I had this um, sales call and I watched her get there and be like, she was prepared for a sales conversation. I was like, where are you? Oh, you live near me. What's going on in the back? I am helping her calm, relax, and stop being in the busy brain way of making only mental first choices. I don't need to use emotional manipulation. I don't need to use forced things of like big deals and specials and everything. I simply mm-hmm. need to just identify do we have a connection? I listen and I learn about what are your struggles? Can I even help you? Can you, do you need this help? I find out what the vision is. What do you want? If you want this thing and I can help you get it, I give you an invitation. Once you have the invitation, I will close. And what that means is I help you make decision. That's yes, exactly we're a fit. Yeah, no, we're not. Or do you need any more information? In fact, I left the gal with this call and she's like, I've never been asked this before. I'm like, what do you need to know in order to decide if this is a fit for you? And she was like, what? And I was like, what do you need? And then she told me she needed to read it. Like she liked that we talked and she could listen, but she legit needs to see things in paper. And I was like, fantastic. I'm going to have my team send you this. And then we're going to talk again on Friday to see if it's a fit for you after di- you digest it. And she was like, okay. And I could feel her feelings of like, why didn't you force me to buy? <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? And I know she'll become a client. And I also know that she doesn't have to say yes today. While I believe mm-hmm. in the immediacy of decision allows you to get everything you desire, I'm going to be around for a long time. 100%. I have a sense she'll be in our circle by uh, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> allow me to interrupt this regularly scheduled program to bring you a super juicy announcement. Let me speak to my coaches here for a second. Coaches. 
It is time to stop being passed over by your dream clients. I get it. It's super tough to stand out online right now, especially when everybody and their mama seems to be a coach. Not to mention, there is so much overwhelming and conflicting info out here on how to get it done. What if I told you you could call in your dream clients if you had one, an unmissable brand identity, two, a distinct brand voice, and three, a marketing strategy that aligned with who you are and who you want to serve. It's time someone gives you the support you need so you can go work with the dream clients that you love. If you agree, then this is your formal invitation to join me on October 18th to the 20th, 2021 for an exclusive online event in my three-day Captivating Coaches Challenge. This is a series of workshops designed to show you how to captivate your dream client and position yourself as the go-to authority in your space using your personal brand and your online presence. Just go to bit.ly forward slash captivated coaches, just how it's spelled, and get registered today. Why do you need to be there? Because one, your dream clients are waiting for you and they need you. And two, because you have decided that cookie cutter, lackluster, and blending in is not who you are anymore. Okay? So go and secure your spot today. Just go to bit.ly forward slash captivated coaches, and I'll see you in there. Now let's get back to the episode. That piece you teach inside of your, of your training, and I've taken that on my, like, it's just such a different way to have a sales conversation in the how you teach. So, you know, inside of the JBOD accelerator, everyone after three months being in the program, they get Laura's five steps to yes, epic sales training. And it's simple, but it's effective. And it's Mm -hmm. so things that people wouldn't even think about, like that extra piece, that piece right there, like what do you need in order to make a decision? I've had clients come back to me who've used your training and are like, that just blew them away. That piece in mm-hmm. itself blew them away because they're like, oh, we're going to get off the call. Like you're going to let me go and mm-hmm. actually decide for myself. Mm-hmm. But not just letting them go. Like when someone's like, oh, I need to go think about it. It's like, okay, well, what do you need in order to make this, this decision? So they're not sitting on the fence because the fence yeah. is the worst place to be. And that is so much, so many, so many tools that I learned from you that I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't want you over at your, over wherever you are thinking about it. It's like, is, do, you know, I want this to come either this is a yes or we take it out of your brain. So it's no longer taking up space in your right. life. Right. And if it's meant to be, we will see each other again. And if not, then it's not. But I think even just for like coaches and people who are anyone who's doing the selling on the selling side of it, when you are not looking to just make the sale so energetically different. And I love it when like, I'll be on a sales call and it we see it's not a right fit. And I'll say like, this program mm-hmm. is not right for you, even though they're willing to sell something in their house in order to make it happen. They're like, I really appreciate you telling me that, yep. that you didn't I- just take my money. That's everything. I, we did a live event back in March. No, June sometime. I don't know. Lots of things have happened in a lot amount of time. We at the end always make an invitation. Side note, if you are gathering people up, please give them invitations. People don't come into your world. And if you've got the way to help them and you don't invite them to learn about it, you're, you're kind of withholding from them. Mm-hmm. So I always make sure we make an invitation. And I remember we asked some questions and we did some Q and A at the end. And this woman stepped forward and she's like, is this right for me? And I asked her a couple of questions about her business and she didn't have any clients yet. 
And so I paused her and I said, look, the work that we do, Amber and I, is about amplification. We help what is working work better. We bring more to the table. If you are truly, truly at that just barely starting place, you're going to find yourself in a struggle space. So I gave her the invitation to go get three clients and then come back to us. Because what I didn't want her to do was to come into the program, not be able to utilize or access some of our tools and feel frustrated or struggle. She would have happily paid me positively turning her away, truthfully with love, with care and giving her an assignment. I had three other people who joined the program because they're like, I've never seen somebody like actually turn someone away. And I want everyone to understand that when you put yourself into choice, it changes how you sell. Most people go to the place of nervousness and like, this is a client, I got to get it and I got to get a sale and I have to make the money. And even when I've been in those zones, I've been in those zones. We've all been there. I actually (laughs) maybe just signed a contract to buy something that is not putting me there, but is definitely putting me in a place of, oh, oh, you might want to go make some more money, honey. Mm -hmm. But I don't bring that to my sales calls. What I bring to each call is the knowing. There are 7.8 billion beings on this planet. Somebody told me a while back, and I believe this to be true. There are... In your lifetime, you couldn't actually serve all the people you want to serve, even if you tried. And I see that actually as a positive thing. What that means is every single person I'm talking to is an opportunity for us to see if we're a fit. And guess there's another person behind them and another person behind them, another person behind them. What I am here to do is find my people. That's my role. I need to be a lighthouse. I need to be out there speaking and connecting so that people become aware of me. I, I have a corporate client that I coach inside of their program. And this woman came on the call and she's like, Laura, I wish I had met you in 2008. Where were you? And I'm like, oh, well, honey, I was still trying to plant up my uh, real estate business at that time. I'm now in coaching land. <laughs> yeah. But what she was really saying is I am connected to you and I need what you've got. Our role is to be present for them and then make that invitation. When you make the invitation, it's not a you have to. It really is it's an invitation. I see your struggle. I've got your vision. Here's a way we can do it together. Do you want to go there? But this is the other thing. I hold a high bar. I don't let people's fear overtake them so that they don't say yes to what serves them. Mm-hmm. And there is a very big difference between coercion forcing and holding someone up to their vision. And that's what I do. I help mm-hmm. them reestablish belief that their struggle can be solved and really lock into that vision. And then all we have to decide is, does my pathway to get you there match the one you want to go down? And then you're a yes. But I hold that vision because that's what people are buying. P.S. Yeah. No one's buying your programs. No one's buying your products. Nobody cares. <laughs> they don't. I have to prompt. I, I, I ask this on almost every one of my client calls at some point. Do you know what you bought from me? Because <laughs> it's not that it's not relevant. It's outcome is what people are buying. And that's why high ticket sales are so much easier than low ticket. When you are selling the tiny, tiny price point things, people haven't had the experience of buying before. So they're very nervous about their buy. When they're buying by tiny price point, they are expecting outcome based on what they see. When people Mm -hmm. step into higher ticket sales, what's happening is they've usually made an experience of buying something at a higher ticket level before. It has them more committed more connected. It gives you more resources to deliver to them. Like there's a reason why 
you could boxer me every single day, 24 hours. No, don't do that. I was like, <laughs> I respect Laura too much to boxer her 24 hours a day. And I know she has other clients, despite what I would want in my life for me to be her only one. But you feel like you've got your space. Yes. Because I sell at a high enough ticket that I'm not drained. Like, mm-hmm. I promise you, every single one of our clients, if you ask them, feels the feeling you feel about being seen, heard, and experienced and responded to in a timely manner. If I sold any lower ticket item, I wouldn't have enough space and energy for all the people in my world. I love that. So we were talking about like amplifying the your energy, being out mm-hmm. here. And, you know, I've noticed that your Instagram's been popping more than <laughs> ever before. And you've made a lot, I feel like you have done, made a lot of success without having to be as visible mm-hmm. as you are. But I do notice that you are becoming more visible now. And I would love your opinion on just how important is it for people to have a real authentic, ro- I mean, I'm totally biased, robust online <laughs> presence in order for them to do all the things you're talking about, in order for them mm. to sell high ticket. I have to tell you a secret. So it's not me who's being more visible. But you're strategically we- making it happen. Correct. So I want everyone to hear this because if I spent all of my time on social media, I wouldn't have my time for my clients. However, I did identify that I am in a season where we want to be more visible. So we've hired someone to repurpose our content and put us out online. So I really want everyone to hear that. There's a phrase I like to say, which is the thing must be done, but it doesn't have to be done by you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people think they have to do everything. So that's first step. Second step is this. The reason why I love, again, high ticket sales and like being able to directly sell to somebody is you have the opportunity to do an outreach moment direct from one person to the next. When you have that locked in, set in, then you can go do all of your visibility. It's not an either or, it's when do you do it? Mm -hmm. So what I want you to hear in this is there's another way to look at it. This is what Amber and I teach is you sell it first, market it second, brand it third. And that's for most people. And what usually is happening is that selling is behind the scenes. You behind the scenes make some invitations. So you get your cash in, your client results going, all of that. Marketing means you go out and be visible. This is like that secondary thing of showing the world being online. And branding, that one is where you take your polish all the way up. And when you do it in that order, what happens is you have the resources and the clients already happy because you sold. Marketing means that you're showing people come to me and you're still, and then you sell from the marketing, the secondary time. And then when you brand and polish, it shows that you are at the highest level. There is one caveat to this and you will like this one. There is a moment when branding comes first and that is when you are doing one of two things. When you are building your next level and you already have things established. So you've already got your sales, you've already done your marketing, and you want something new, you go brand first and then build everything. The other one is if you are out of the gate needing to be positioned to step into an audience that needs your stuff. Yes! It's very important. Because what I find is, and again, why I speak about this is most people sell it behind the scenes. But if you're about to go like into a corporation, if you're going to go ask for venture capital, if you're about to go need, here's a great way to explain it, Shark Tank. 
So we love watching Shark Tank as a family. My kiddo gets really excited about it. My husband and I are like, I, we always yeah. like, can tell like what's going to go. But you wouldn't go on Shark Tank wearing ratty clothes and not having your hair done. In fact, I have to tell you, there was this woman and I think I'm going to go buy her stuff. She has these lashes and they're magnetic lashes, which is not a... I have magnetic price. lashes. I think they're called Moxie Lash. Yeah, I got them on. I got them online. They're awesome. Okay, Opulence MD. And now I'm giving her a plug. Why I would buy from her and why she needed beautiful branding. She already has people who are buying, but she needed the beautiful branding first if you're going to go beyond Shark Tank so people can listen and take you seriously. She does this magnetic lash. It's mink, but it looks natural. It's really amazing, but she's an eye doctor. And so she formulated stuff. So your eyes are being like protected. You can get like, I think she said 60 wears out of your lashes. Oh, I know. And guess what? Who's this? Plug it again. Opulence MD. We'll be looking up Opulence MD because she has like, as I think of brand, I'm like, well, what just took her over the edge is the fact that she's actually an optometrist. Like it's very Mm -hmm. different than people who are just creating, not to say they're Mm -hmm. just creating, but that gives it like an extra level of credibility right there. But do you know why brand first was so important for her? This woman was on point. She was not just stunning. She wore this beautiful, like sparkly suit that had her brand name across it. She looked her brand because she's Mm -hmm. selling, wait for it. One set of lashes is $300. You got to look the part. She had to look the part. I know, but (laughs) do you know what? I'm buying them Yeah, because I don't use lashes every single day, but when I want them, it'd be really nice for me. Like 60 wears would probably almost give me a year with one set of lashes. And it's about a hundred, it's almost $200 to get like lash extensions that fall Mm -hmm. out and damage your own eye and had them fall in your eye. (laughs) Hers like healing, healthy, like, so I just, and there was one other thing that took it over the top when she got her shark deal and she went outside and she had the moment where they checked, she started crying and I was like, they stayed on. That's why I'm buying them. Oh my God. I know. So ladies, if you want to understand the, like how important we're like, we're talking about lashes, but what I'm actually talking about is branding brilliance in your business. She looked on point. Her hair was amazing. She had the lashes on her outfit matched her branding. Now this like guy came in with this cheese slicer thing. And guess what? In a weird way, he was on brand too, because he looked like a dude who would have a cheese slicing thing. (laughs) But if you want to sell dude cheese slicing, wear what that person wears. If you want to be the top in your field, I like to say, put your Wonder Woman costume on. And here's what I mean by this. For some of us, it is lashes and it is our hair done and it might be a gown. Mm -hmm. For some of us, I have an amazing woman who she helps artists, especially moms. And she purposefully has branded herself to wear athleisure. So she looks like her client and they don't feel like it's impossible to reach what she's doing. Yeah, Branding isn't about just the beauty. It is about being connected to your ideal client. When she can feel you, when you are connected, she will buy. So do you need that branding out there? You need what she needs in order to see you and buy from you. Guys, I mean, it couldn't, we couldn't say it better. 
It couldn't be said better than it was said right there. Okay. So if you needed any more reason to brag yourself, you heard it from someone else other than me in such a perfect way. We'll be transcribing this team. Look it up. Look it up. Transcription. So I would love to talk. So we've talked about Amber Annette a few times. Her name mm-hmm. has come up. People are probably wondering, who's this Amber? Amber, you, we are bringing you to the Juicy CEO podcast. Mm-hmm. But I would love if you talk to tell people about the Sold Sisters, your new mm-hmm. business. Like, who is it for? What is it? Talk to us. Okay, so I'll tell you a really fun thing. You know how everybody wants that instantaneous overnight success, like a six-figure launch right out of the gate? Mm-hmm. Everyone listening. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you how it's possible because Amber and I did it in the first six weeks of us being in business. We probably did about 120,000. And just in like the first two weeks of August, we did about another 120 and booked out sales. So the reason why we were able to do this, I know, I know. I, know I was like, wait a second. I, I remember that was not shared on our call. Uh, <laughs> I'll share. I'm, this is the first time I'm actually really sharing it. The reason why I'm going to tell you this worked is because of the way that we created our new business and our partnership. Behind the scenes, we had been sharing clients back and forth for about six years. And then I brought her into our established mastermind and she helped me co-facilitate. And then we decided there was a difference between my company and her company and us helping each other with both of our clients. And what was it that our clients actually really needed? And that's when Sold Sisters came to be. So Sold Sisters is Amber and I. Like we are the Sold Sisters. Mm -hmm. I have a sistership partnership with her. There are like a few and varied between this world and the next that I can really, really, really trust and count on. And it's been an interesting plane to be like alone. Like this has been my business is me. So long. Yeah. And to have her having the same thing, we joined together uh, officially, officially in June. And what we're all about is we have a formula, which is a four part formula. It's actually meant to be in a circle, but I use my four fingers. So it's easier Mm -hmm. where we help you connect to your soul. Like when you are internally sourced with your intuition, you are not being drug along the path of, I should do this shiny object. That's shiny object. When you know you're inspired action, it works. It's that thing of like, whenever someone comes to me and they're like, Laura, how do I go make $50,000? I'm like, I can tell you, but I'm actually going to ask you, how can you make $50,000? I'm going to ask you what you have to offer because when you source it, and I usually sprinkle fairy dust to let everybody like get to their path, it becomes an inspired action. And when you're like, oh, I should call that person. And you've experienced this. You're like, I should reach out to her. And as soon as you reach out to her, she says, yes. So we help you connect to your soul. We talk about how you speak to her. And we use the word her because we work with women. But that's your ideal client. And speaking is all your marketing. It's the words you use, the way you show up online, all the pieces of you being out there saying, hey, ladies, I'm here and I can help you. We talk about how you sell and what you sell, how you're putting it out there, all those pieces. And then we talk about serve. So it is soul, speak, sell, serve. And what serve is about and what everyone needs to understand why do things not sell? When you sell something that takes you, it drains you, it doesn't give you what you need to be in a thriving space, you're not going to sell it. You wouldn't be given the ability to do these things if it was going to drain you. So we want to show you how to sell at your highest level so you can sell serve at your deepest level. And when I say serve, I mean how you're delivering your programs, what your business model is, who your team members are. The number one thing that takes people off their game and helps like keeps women, especially from success is we see somebody else out there having a form of success that we want. And we try to do exactly what she did to get there. 
or even worse, what he did to get there. Their path is not your path. What we do is ours is all custom curated. We have two ways we work with our clients and our sold mastermind. Mastermind is for women who are in a growth-based mode. You've got some big things. You want your five-year goals to happen in one-year goal, but you don't want to strain, stress, or wear yourself out. And we help our women go from six and multi-six up into the six, seven-figure range. Our sold circle is this magnificent thing that we started, which is membership and mentorship. And what we do is we host live trainings. We give you powerhouse networking experiences. We allow you to be in connection with our community. And we're going to give you the tools that you need so you can create an income runway and grow to what you want. That's what we do in our business. And why we are able to immediately go like this, snap our fingers and judge up clients, is because we knew the offer that our people needed. And how we knew our offer was we listened to our clients. So I knew when we put it out there, that everyone would gobble it up because it matched and aligned to what our women needed. When you know that, you have the case of the kingdom. You can do anything. I love that. And that's what happened, right? When you had presented it, I was like, and I wasn't a, I wasn't currently a client at, at the time. I'd been a client. And that's what mm-hmm. I love about Laura. It's like, you're never really fully out of her circle, which is amazing. Like, even if you, if you've ever touched her, you've ever worked with her, you know, she'll still always, you know, connect you with people and bring people your way. And when something she thinks is a, a good match, she like, she's like, Hey, Monique, I think this is going to be really awesome for you. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'm there. And now soul circle. <laughs> Yay. And I'm so happy I could come and witness this because I had worked, I had met Amber before and I've, I've heard her speak and then I've worked with you. So this synergy that you guys have brought together, I think is just amazing. And I think everybody listening should go check out Soul. And this is Soul, Mm S-O-U-L-D, Sold Circle. We're going to put all of the links in the show notes for how you can connect with Laura and Soul Sisters and all of those things. But before we go, I want to do a little quick fire. So here we go. First word that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. So favorite business book every entrepreneur should read. The Big Leap. That's a good one. Mm. If you had a hundred extra thousand dollars, how would you spend it? Ooh, ooh. today it's on PR. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. An online mentor you wish you could meet dead or alive. Oh, oh, I know it's hard. Oh crap. Okay. So this isn't an online online business, but I need to sit down with Michelle Obama. God, I would die. I would Mm -hmm. absolutely die. Um, your number one business tool you're using right now. And when I say sales, what I mean is outreach. This is like the number one thing I, this is the only thing I always do in my business, no matter where we are at any point is I do personal outreach and connection and make that human connection with people. Love that. Favorite podcast you're listening to right now. Oh, yours. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm like, I, do I remember any podcast? I have to tell you a little secret. I usually am on them versus listening to them. So Fair my enough. favorite thing is to be on the podcast. I love it. Something you don't think people know about you. Oh, I have a degree in sculpture. I have a BFA. I used Oh my to... God. No, I, I don't know this about you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I, it's, it's actually part of how my whole business was created is I went to art school, a very fancy private art school for college. This really old dude, don't speak ill of the dead, said to me, I asked him how I was going to earn a living as an artist. And he said, well, you're going to have to go to New York and get famous and that won't happen. Or you need to marry a rich man. Oh, and God. I actually left his office because I was doing painting at the time. And I went over into the sculpture department and I was like, I got to figure something else out. And what's interesting is 
I knew from early on that I needed to find a way to monetize what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And that led me down the path of being so excited about business. My artist side lives in how I'm creative for my clients. Mm. I'm a true artist at heart as well. I didn't know that. I love this. Mm -hmm. So entrepreneurship is for everyone, true or false? No, no. Totally. Um, I have a beloved friend who is a brilliant, talented graphic designer and she is always meant to have a job. It gives her grounding and consistency and she can go off and be creative and live this magical life. It's not for everyone. It is a very specific person who can thrive with what seems like uncertainty sometimes. Something you love about business most people hate. Sales. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Uh, two more. Your favorite place to visit is? New York. And your best business advice you were ever given was what? Keep going. Was that from your husband? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's been the theme I think I've heard from everyone. Keep I agree. Going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something you'll remind me of probably next week when I have my next nervous breakdown. Laura, I just want to say that I have so many things I could say to you, but we're just like, going to get all mushy and stuff, but I'll do that offline. I'm just going to send you my virtual hugs. I want to thank you so much for being here, but also for encouraging me. Oh, I'm going to cry and, mm -hmm. and just like who you are. Got your back. I mean it. It's not fucking lip service. Monique, you have so many good things to do in the world. I am grateful that you are willing. Oh, it's all just tears, yeah. guys. Oh, <laughs> I just I mean it. Thank you for being willing to say yes to yourself. You might have said it through me, but I see you. I'm gonna hold you and help you get there. And I appreciate that. You're you're very special. And that's it guys, go away. This is me leaning into the TV. If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening, then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Bryan underscore co. That's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.